Welcome to Fun and Fundraising, everybody, the podcast where we talk with people behind top nonprofit galas and signature fundraising events to showcase how they positively transform their communities. I am your host, Rob Giardinelli, and today I am beyond excited to have a very special guest on. Angie Kadesky is the chairman of the Crystal Charity Ball. And for those of you who are not familiar with this organization, it is one of the most dynamic fundraising organizations, I think, anywhere in the United States. So the organization over the last 71 years has basically given almost $200 million to dozens, if not hundreds of nonprofits throughout the Dallas and North Texas region. So we're really excited to hear about this really popular and storied event and, you know, the mission of the Crystal Charity Ball. And with that, Angie, welcome. And we are so excited to have you on as a guest today. Well, I'm so honored that you invited me. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us. And, you know, I'd love for you to start by, you know, telling us a little bit about the mission of the Crystal Charity Ball um, and, you know, what the organization does. Absolutely. Um, Our mission is to raise funds to benefit the children of Dallas County. And we do that in a number of ways. Primarily, um, the funds go to um, agencies or or people in the trenches, we like to say, who actually, um, you know, hands on either um, in a hospital setting or in a um, in a school or in any kind of nonprofit in Dallas that helps kids. That's fantastic. And I know that there's a lot of really great, wonderful, you know, organizations. And we'll talk a little bit about that more, you know, as we go further in the podcast. But, you know, I'd love for you to share, you know, a little bit about how you got involved with Crystal Charity Ball and, you know, what makes the organization so special to you? Well, um, that's uh, uh, two different questions. I'll try to um, answer the first one. I I got involved when um, some of my friends who I had gotten to know through various other uh, volunteer organizations that I had uh, done um, in my life earlier, earlier days, Junior League or Cattle Barons or various other um, nonprofits. And they asked me if I would like to um, participate. And I, uh, being a mom of six kids, love children. And I love the mission. I love helping um, children in need. And I thought, well, why not? Fantastic. So, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, because I mean, you've being a mother of six, I, I know that children's charities resonate with you. What, you know, what about children's charities really drives a passion within you to really go out and raise really substantial amounts of money, you know, for, you know, for really worthy causes throughout North Texas? Well, for me personally, um, I have, um, it, it, it kind of started when my, um, daughter, my fourth daughter, not that I haven't always loved children, but my, my fourth <laughs> daughter had, um, was born <laughs> with, um, significant, um, uh, life-threatening, uh, problems. And I felt at that time that, you know, she was in tremendous need and, and I had been blessed with so many things in life that I needed to help and do what I could to help, um, you know, children in need. I just felt called to do that. And so I have tried, um, even though I don't work (laughs) um, outside the home, I have felt compelled to 
um, do what I can in, in a volunteer capacity to, to help um, children in need. Absolutely. And I know, you know, when you chair something, especially with the scope of, you know, with the scope of um, what you what you all do with Crystal Charity Ball and the multiple events you all do throughout the year, that in and of itself really is a full time job. So, I mean, you're really stewarding and raising, you know, really significant amounts of money that's really going, you know, wide and, you know, wide and deep within the Dallas community. So, I mean, you really are putting so much effort in it and you can just tell in the voice with your passion and your personal connection with one of your children you know being born with some ailments that you know i'm really glad to hear that you're, you're really taking it and you're you're paying it forward to a degree it sounds like right and i have um been blessed to be a part of uh, numerous organizations with other women, um, men as well, but other women primarily um, who who are called to to help benefit. And it's sort of when you say pay it forward, it's kind of like pay it forward, pay it sideways, pay it backwards. It's paid it all around because everyone um, in my circle, you know, whether they they do it through their work or do it through their volunteer efforts or, you know, however they 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 manage to do it, um, they tend to link arms and support one another and try to make the world a better place. You couldn't have said that any better. I mean, that's I love how you kind of talked about in addition to paying it forward, you pay it in a bunch of different ways, really to kind of pay it holistically around the whole community. So I really love how you you know, how you stated that and that it's, you know, it actually opened my eyes just now in terms of, you know, how to kind of look at how you, um, you know, how you benefit your community and how you can really make a difference and make an impact. And speaking of impact, so, you know, I know that this year, the Crystal Charity Ball has um, picked, I believe it's seven different nonprofits that they're going to give funds to. So would you be able to share a little bit about maybe some of the beneficiaries this year and how the organization, oh, sure. um, you know, decides to support certain specific charities? Um, yes, we select we selected seven this year. Um, we have a process um, in Crystal Charity Ball, which is um, it's not unique to our organization, but it is it, it, it's it's very um special. And that is we, and, and one of the reasons for our success with our donors, and that is we put forth a tremendous amount of effort. It's over four months. In fact, the gal who's going to be chairing the ball next year has already started. And we um, take applications from nonprofits in Dallas that meet our criteria, meaning A, they're a nonprofit and financially sound, and B, they serve children. And we, um, through a months-long process with members of our committee, a huge uh, charity selection committee, we um, take their applications for their projects and we vet them financially through Deloitte, who um, looks and makes sure that they're sound. Then we have seasoned members to evaluate the applications. And we do presentations throughout the month of, um, we do site visits first, and then presentations throughout the month of um, January, and um, present to our committee. We have votes, and it's basically a three-round process in 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 January, um, where 
by the end of the day of our general membership meeting, we have uh, an all-day meeting and our members hear all of the presenters, the applicants, in their own words um, and ask questions of them. And then we vote at the end of the day and select the agencies that we best we feel best meet the current current critical needs of um, the children in Dallas. And not that's not to say the ones we don't pick aren't worthy. And sometimes they come back and, and we'll pick them another year, but we try to pick the very um, best ones that meet the most current critical needs. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it was funny because once I, when I got the release from your wonderful, um, wonderful publicist, Terry Van Wilson, I love how you even go down to the dollar with the with the amount that a organization gets. So like it, I, I had a smile on my face that you know you didn't necessarily give YMCA of Metropolitan Dallas eight hundred thousand dollars. It was seven hundred ninety nine thousand two hundred eighteen dollars. So I love how smart and how <laughs> um, how financially responsible you are. I'm like, okay, you really the you know. It seems like, you know, there's a specific project or a specific need that it's going to do to benefit children. And, you know, you make sure that every yes. dollar goes to a specific and right place. And it just it put a smile on my face when I saw that. I was like, gosh, I love how, you know, exacting you all are. And, you know, having an organization like Deloitte help vet that really allows for that. Yes. And um, to your point about the dollars, we don't choose. We do it differently than a lot of organizations. We don't set an amount that we're going to raise. We fund the need that the that the agency presents to us. So if they say you you mentioned uh, the YMCA of Metropolitan Dallas for the Park South YMCA, they tell us, you know, they're they're. Uh, building a new preschool in South Dallas. Um, and we have funded them um, several times before. They're a phenomenal um, agency and they're really truly a beacon of hope in that neighborhood. And what they do is they say, okay, it's going to cost X, Y, Z to build this preschool. And we are uh, committee members when we're asking them questions and we have accountants and lawyers and various um, financial people that are on our committee members have that background and they quiz them. And those uh, agencies that are up there answering our questions have to be able to say, yes, this dollar is going to go to this project. And it's very specific. So that's why the numbers are um, not a round number. They are the actual cost of this project. I think that I think that's I, I think that's amazing. And it just goes to show to me when I hear you all talk about that, it goes to show the level of involvement and how seriously Crystal Charities takes, you know, each individual organization that you really want to know down to the penny, literally how they're yes. spending their money. And I just, you know, I think that's so smart. And I think it's, you know, for any organization that's yours, and it's not that it's a formal foundation per se, but, you know, money is given much like a foundation that is funding a specific project or a specific need. I think that's with anyone who's doing any any sort of type of work of that, where they're doing giving to another nonprofit, you know, you really all are the gold standard in terms of how to do that. So I love it was just such a wonderful, thoughtful and detailed response. So I really appreciate you sharing that. And I do want to add one thing. Um, I think that um, 
with regard to the individuals and the foundations and um, businesses that do donate to us, one of the things that I love about our organization is that we take very seriously our obligation to them to vet these agencies. And, and if we choose them, we are, you know, basically telling our donors, this is going, this is a good project and it's worthy of your funds. And they trust us and they know over the last 71 years that, that, that we've put forward good organizations that do make a huge difference. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you just touched upon something you, you had mentioned businesses. And I, I think this is a good point where we can kind of, you know, shift the conversation a little bit. And, you know, what you all do is so impressive in how you engage with so many top businesses, retailers and other businesses around Dallas and the North Texas area. So tell us a little bit about how Crystal Charity Ball partners with a lot of these top retailers on a year round basis. Well, we have retailers that we partner with because, quite frankly, um, we want to raise money from as many sources as we possibly can to, um, you know, to make make a difference um, for these agencies and these kids. And so if a business is in the sells goods, for example, then we want to partner with them to promote their business and to um, gather goods for, say, example, our silent auction. And um, we'll have a retailer. Um, uh, we partner with um, North Park Center, Holland Park Village, numerous retailers um, throughout Dallas, restaurants, um, what, et cetera. And they... Um, uh, they donate goods to us, then we um, auction those goods off and the proceeds from that auction um, benefit our um, beneficiaries. And then we also um, will host events in various um, with you know, various locations. We just went to a check-in yesterday with um, Stanley Korshak. Uh, Crawford Brock over there at Stanley Korshak has been a long, <clears throat> excuse me, longtime supporter of Crystal Charity. And they hosted one of our events and we were there, um, you know, doing, having a meeting, basically. We've had meetings um, at North Park all year long at Holland Park Village. Um, we host a fashion show in conjunction with Neiman Marcus and have for 49 years. Um, and the fashion show uh, benefits our um uh, the kids that we're serving. So we, we have a lot of different um, ways of connecting with retailers, but they're not the only businesses. I mean, we have corporate sponsors from, uh, you know, you, you, you name a business pretty much. And, and, and we, we try to partner with them as best we can banks or, um, you know, AT&T or, or just a variety, Amazon, or, or, I mean, just a variety of businesses that we um, will try to partner with to, to leverage as much as we can uh, to benefit the kids. Um, what I love about what, you know, what you were, what you were talking, you know, talking about there is you were talking about multiple types of businesses. So you weren't just talking about, you know, retailers, but, uh, you know, places like Amazon and law firms and things like that, you know, how does crystal, yes. Ch crystal charities, what, you know, what's some advice you could give to somebody, 
in terms of how to approach, you know, how you work with a retailer differently than you would say a corporate, you know, like a more corporate sponsor, like a law firm or like American Airlines or Amazon or any one of those types of organizations? Well, I think it boils down to what is it that they're in the business to do? So if you say, for example, um, a store that might sell luxury goods is in the business. So, so maybe they, they um, promote their, their business via products or products placement and such. And so we try to, to help them with that. Or say if it's a law firm or a bank, perhaps they want to um, have some exposure to our donors and members. And so we might um, have a party um, where they they can introduce themselves to, um, you know, uh, people that would be at the event. Um, that's one way we do things. Um, so we have a lot of sponsors. Um, Deloitte, for example, is hosting our uh, upcoming Circle of Angels dinner. Um, and, and they host that event and then they um we give them benefits for hosting it and and giving us a donation and in turn they get to speak to our um uh the people there so it, it it's just whatever they um how they want to reach their goals we try to accommodate that and it, it you know sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but the we we have um for a long time had uh, an ability to find out what they want and to help facilitate that with what we want which is to raise money that's fantastic. And I love that you talked about the partnership model. And that's one of the things, you know, when it's an ongoing year round thing, because a lot of nonprofits, it's kind of a one and done with their gala or with their event. And I know that you, you know, you've mentioned you've supported lots of causes throughout the years. And I'm that model works for lots of organizations. But when you do something that's sustained year round, that really becomes a partnership. And you did such a good job just, you know, identifying and understanding that, you know, each business is going to have different needs and they're going to have different ones based on just, you know, whether they're, you know, a, a big five accounting firm or they're a luxury retailer. So I love how you, you know, how you went about sharing that. And, you know, with that, I want to segue into, you know, I was talking with one of the other, you know, Crystal Charity members and they were telling me, you know, you had brought up earlier the luncheon at Neiman Marcus that you all do, the best dress luncheon, which really in Dallas, that really is kind of the event that kind of kicks off the fall social season, it, you know, in, in many ways. It's really the first truly big thing that happens in Dallas. And they were telling me that, um, that basically the proceeds that are raised from that luncheon underwrite the whole ball. So that really, from a marketing perspective, it sounds like you can basically go and say anything that's raised that night um, basically goes directly to funding these seven projects. How does that help you all attract donors to really make sure that your underwriting is already taken care of before the big night even happens? Well, it's it's a little bit, um, I don't want to say counterintuitive, but basically it helps us to go to out to a donor, say a new donor. I mean, longstanding donors get it. They understand it. They know what we're doing. But if we were to approach a new donor, for example, um, and it was important to them that the money that they were going to entrust to us um, actually go to what we say it's going to, 
then it would be important to them that that all of that money go to, say, for example, the Salvation Army or After School All-Stars. Um, and, and we would let them know that, yes, in fact, all of your money that you are, are underwriting goes to the beneficiaries. In fact, you can, um, you, a lot of our foundations just directly give them. I mean, it doesn't even come through our bank account. It just goes directly to the agency. Um, and we apply uh, on their behalf. Our foundations committee applies to, um, say, um, the Hillcrest Foundation or the Moody Foundation or some other foundation. And they will apply and the money will go directly to that um, agency for that project. So yes, I think it's important to new donors that we um, that they understand that their money is going where we say it's going to go. And so we do other fundraising to offset the costs of our events so that it's the, the when you come to the ball, the, the other fundraising that we do, whether it be in the silent auction, our contribution tickets, the fashion show, all of that goes to um, basically the overhead. That's, you know, that's amazing. And you touched upon something um, at the beginning of your response there. We were talking about kind of, you know, people that have, you know, been involved with the organization for a while versus, you know, folks that are new. You know, the, the fact that you all have been around for, you know, as I said at the top of the show, 71 years and you've given over $190 million to, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of nonprofits. What's, you know, what's a piece of advice you can share on how an organization is able to just create such a devoted, loyal following that has donors, attendees coming back to Crystal Charities and the Crystal Charity Ball year after year after year. We have over 71 years, which when I was thinking about it the other day, that's older than I am. So we have we have been raising money longer than I've been alive, which is amazing um, and benefiting potentially children that are in their seventies at this time. Wow. So I think that is an incredible um, testament to the organization, but basically we have a great cause. That's number one. People want to help children in need. So that's number one. And we have a track record of doing what we say. So when a donor gives us um, a gift and then they turn around and say, oh, well, you know, yes, this um, this hospital received this um, equipment and this child, this preemie child is is um, is being helped. I mean, they can see it and they know that we've done it and they know that we've, um, you know, um, made a difference. I mean, we, we, you, you name a hospital or a nonprofit in Dallas that works with kids and nine times out of 10, they've been funded by us in the past. Wow. And, you know, you, you, had, you had, um, you know, you had touched upon something else earlier in our conversation where you were talking about, you know, a lot of kids in Dallas who are, you know, our age today benefited from Crystal Charities, you know, because the organization has been around for 70 years. And one thing about Crystal Charities, you know, that I'm familiar with is that, you know, mothers, daughters, and now probably granddaughters have been involved with the organization. How does Crystal Charities encourage its members 
to have, you know, their daughters, their granddaughters and have the multiple generations become and remain involved with the organization? Well, we don't do it intentionally. It just sort of happens because it's, I mean, success breeds success, I guess. People want to be a part of it because they know um, their experience with what we do. So we don't go out and say, hey, um, would you would you want your your daughter to to be a member? Um, it's it's vice versa, I think. I think they would say, wow, I would like my daughter to be a member. And I like how you just talked about success begets success. And the, the thing is, is that, you know, when you have, you know, and, and I believe the, the membership is, a, is 100, 100 ladies, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And we have. Well, 100 active, but one of the beauties of our organization is that not only do we have 100 active members, but we have about 55, form, what we call former ball chairmen, who are still very involved and very supportive. And unless they're, you know, they're in ill health or something, but uh, um, then we also have a number of inactive members who are we they are still members but they don't actively go out and fundraise um, but they're very loyal and they continue to contribute every year in whatever way they can um, so we have a huge membership but only a hundred active members I love how you explain that. And I love that there's basically, you you really have, it's almost kind of like, you know, you're in a fraternity or a sorority in college. And it's almost like you're alumna who basically kind of go back after you've kind of, you know, you've, you've done your time where you were an active member in that, you know, in that frater you know, fraternity or in that sorority that always stays and remains with you, you know, throughout your life. And I love how the organization encourages that so that people go to future you know, future um, crystal charity balls and remain involved in whatever way each alumni feels comfortable doing. Yes, it's very, very similar, um, similar uh, to that, whether uh, alumni or in, in my days in junior league, we called them um, sustainers. So they sustain the organization. It's very similar. Oh, that sounds that's perfect. And that's the sustainers. That's the perfect way to to describe it, it just gives, you know, the organization some additional layers and just that additional push and the volume and the power of, you know, a really large number of people that remain involved in whatever way they want to be. And tell us what guests can experience at this year's Crystal Charity Ball. Oh, wow. Well, um, our theme this year is... Um... It is masterpieces in the making, um, changing children's lives. And what I wanted to do with that theme was to um, connect our mission, which is to change children's lives, and to to the, the evening. Um, and it just, I don't know how I, it just was inspiration, I guess. Um, but it occurred to me that the children, our are our masterpieces and we are um, together with our uh, patrons or donors and our um, uh, agencies who you could say were the artists who are helping to create these masterpieces and we're sort of their tools the paintbrushes or the um, you know the chisel or what have you are creating these masterpieces and so um, that was just sort of my vision 
and and the night of will be all about masterpieces. Wow, that sounds really cool. It sounds like it's going to be a really special evening to really kind of showcase, highlight, and, you know, and and elevate the you know these kids. So it's you know it's always one of the most special evenings in, from a fundraising perspective in Texas. So Angie, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. And, um, you know, we wish you great success, um, you know, great success with this year's Crystal Charity Ball. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And the Crystal Charity Ball will be held on December 9th, 2023 in Dallas, Texas. For more information, please visit crystalcharityball.org. And that will do it for this episode of Fun and Fundraising. I'm your host, Rob Giardinelli, reminding you to keep it fun, Keep it interesting and your guests will have a great time. Have a great day, everyone, and take care.